Good morning. Welcome to worship on the second Sunday in Advent. I'm so glad you are able to join me today. We will begin our worship with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way of your only Son. By his coming, give to all the people of the world knowledge of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Did you notice how Luke's Gospel began in the reading today? No, it was not a way to test the reader to see if they could get through all the pronunciations without getting tongue-tied. Naming the rulers and the regions they reigned over actually helped set the enormity of what John faces as he proclaimed Jesus' arrival. These men were highly regarded or highly feared, depending on your status. They made sure nothing would get in the way of continuing their reigns. Then along came John, the crazy son of Zechariah, who had taken up residence in the wilderness, where he feasted on locusts and honey, while wearing clothes made of camel hair. He, as far as the leaders were concerned, was a nobody. Who would listen to such an eccentric fool? Then they heard about his claim that he had come to baptize people so they could repent and prepare themselves for the Lord. No doubt these leaders scoffed at John's claims and shrugged him off because they were convinced that no one would listen to him and certainly not believe him, but they were wrong. Imagine their surprise when people began to come to John and consent to be baptized. The religious leaders must have been incensed. Not only was John baptizing, but he kept telling everyone that the Lord was coming and they should be ready. He talked about making paths straight, hills flattened and rough spots made smooth. He was actually quoting the prophet Isaiah. 
How dare he assume such responsibility? It was common practice back then to welcome a person of power and wealth into a community by making their travel roads smooth. It sometimes took creating new roads through underbrush and winding trails. But what John was talking about was unheard of. And surely this man Jesus did not deserve this kind of special treatment. The more people flocked to John, the more the rulers began to worry. And before Jesus even made an appearance, he was being condemned by those in charge. Well, we all know the rest of the story. Jesus does appear. John has made a clear path for him with the people. He has many followers, and he continues throughout his ministry to stir up the ire of the political and religious leaders. He was a nuisance who they tried to get rid of and finally succeeded. Or so they thought. Jesus proved to be the Messiah people had been waiting for, and the devotion people had for Jesus and his message far outlasted all those leaders that were mentioned in the beginning of our gospel from Luke. Jesus' reign continues today. Just as the people were waiting for their Messiah, we too wait. In this season of Advent, we wait for a baby to be born in Bethlehem. We cling to the story of Jesus' birth and his ministry to follow. Even though we have heard this story many times before, it never gets old. It never loses its appeal. And so we here we are again. We're waiting for Jesus. If we were to write down the names of the leaders in today's society who try to keep us from our beliefs, who would they be? Who tries to stand in our way as we work to make the path straight for Jesus to come into our lives? Maybe you haven't done this before, but I want you to think of your life as a path. It has a beginning when you were born. All our lives have taken many turns as we try to navigate to the end when Jesus is there to offer us life everlasting. I don't think anyone can say their path in life is a straight line from birth to eternal life. As I imagine my life's path, I can see the times I strayed away from God. I can see the times I listened to an earthly voice instead of Jesus who was calling me. There are many earthly forces that pull us into their grasp and try to pull us away from God. It has happened in the past, and it will happen again in the future. But every time it does happen, listen to that voice, the voice of John crying out in the wilderness for us to repent. No matter how far off our life's path we have strayed, there is nothing more powerful than the voice of John who will pull us back. During Advent, this is a good time to find those quiet moments where we can listen for the voice crying out to us. As we wait for Jesus to appear as a baby in the manger, 
Let us all find ways to do as John asked us to do. Repent and make our path straight so we can see Jesus standing there, reaching out to us and calling us by name. If you haven't found a way to carve out those quiet moments in the day, I urge you to do so. Don't let the powers of the world dictate how you see yourself or how others see you. It is time for all of us to let go of the earthly pull and find what God offers us through Jesus Christ. The joy of everlasting life far outweighs anything anyone else can promise us. We, the followers of Jesus, have an obligation to remember all Jesus has taught us and all Jesus continues to teach us. We are now the ones to go against the modern-day rulers who try to persuade us to follow them instead of following Jesus. As we find ways to seek justice for all people, we can also work to find leaders who will work with us. Our job is not done until we can fulfill what Isaiah is calling us to do, and we know that all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Amen.
Using the words of the Nicene Creed, let us confess our holy faith. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the season of watching and waiting, let us pray for all people and places that yearn for God's presence. You send messengers into the world to proclaim the day of your coming. Make our bishops, pastors, deacons, and lay preachers confident in their preaching that their words and our lives witness to your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Send your spirit to all living creatures that are endangered. Provide them with shelter and care and bring us into right relationship with the earth that you create and call good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Send leaders to our nations, cities, schools, and businesses to work on behalf of all who are oppressed. Make them bold in their commitments to justice. Be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Send your servants to care for those who suffer. Help us to reach out with compassion to those who are hungry, lonely, or ill, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Send prophets to speak difficult truths, even when they are poorly received. Instill in us a passion for pointing to Jesus in all things. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember your saints, both those publicly celebrated and those more humbly remembered. Help us to live in faith as they did until the day of your coming. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of new life, you come among us in the places we least expect. Receive these prayers in those of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace, remember the poor. Thanks be to God.